Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show, uh, appropriately named on account of me being the guy with the name, and I'm here talking at you. Hi, I saw a movie last night. It was a very strange movie, and I was delighted that it was very strange because uh, I do love David Cronenberg. You guys know that David Cronenberg might be one of my favorite directors. If I don't know if you've ever watched the show, uh, but if you're watching right now, David Cronenberg, weirdo from Canada, Canadian weirdo. I mean, I won't put it against him that he I'll hold it against him that he's Canadian, but uh, you know, turns out he's a good artist. Uh, you know, it's crazy because some of my favorite directors, like uh, David Cronenberg. Canadian. And then you've got Denny Villeneuve, and that dude's French-Canadian, so it's like a double whammy, see? Too many French, too much Canadia going on there. Listen, I'm not racist against Canadians. I'm just kidding. I do like um, our friend David Cronenberg from my whole life. There was a movie called uh, The Fly. I don't know if you remember The Fly or The Dead Zone. The ice is gonna break! I don't know if you can remember that, but that's a quote from that movie. Uh, but it was good. It's a good movie. Anthony Michael Hall reprised the role for the TV series The Dead Zone, but uh, it was originally originated on screen by Christopher Walken. It's a movie based on a book that was written by Stephen King. You might have heard of him. But welcome to the show. I'm going to do a review of the movie Crimes of the Future, because I think it is very important that we talk about bodily autonomy, because David Cronenberg is known for body horror. His movies are body horrific your body, body moving, body, body moving, coming alive. You never know if it's technology or organic. The things he has in his movies, you're like, did they, did they grow that or did they build that? That's like kind of the question you ask yourself a lot when you're looking at the aesthetics of his movies. You don't know if he was grown in a lab or, or he's a labbed in a grown. Oh, what? I'm trying to. Your part of the show is about the show. I don't know why I swallowed a fly. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. I guess she'll die. Uh, I did rewatch The Fly the other day, which is David Cronenberg. Uh, it's Jeff Goldblum, incredible performance by the dude. You know, you can't think of that movie without thinking of Jeff Goldblum being the fly. You know, he's not like twitchy, twitchy Mitch, twi- twitchy Mitch, twitchy Mitch, twitchy Mitch McConnell. Uh, He's so good in that role. You got to think about it. I was thinking there was a role in this movie um, that probably would have gone to Jeff Goldblum had in, in this movie, Crimes of the Future, directed by David Cronenberg, currently just came out. It's in theaters now. Uh, I feel like there's a role in that this movie that could have been played by Jeff Goldblum 20 years ago when it was written. Because apparently David Cronenberg wrote this movie 20 years ago. And uh, it's good. It's, his movies really don't take place in any time. It's always like... It could be next week in the future. It's like futuristic, but like 12 hours from now. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's gross. If you ever know anything about David Cronenberg, you will feel grossed out. You will feel things you never thought you could feel, which I think is the whole point of art. Art is to evoke a feeling or a thought, or better yet, both. If you can have a feeling and a thought about something, art's doing its job. And the movie Crimes of the Future really is about art itself and being an artist. And it's quite literally about laying yourself out there, letting, opening yourself up to your, you know, showing everybody your insides. <laughs> Let's say. It's literally about that. It's a literal depiction of that 
It's about um, human connection and also human separation. But it's also about influencers and all these kinds of things. It's actually every level of weird. Uh, But it's so relevant to today because today we talk about how the government is like, you can't do that with your body. And David Cronenberg is showing, hey, your body is your reality. Your body is life. Your body is your reality. Body is reality is kind of the theme of this movie. And uh, David Cronenberg says, but how do governments try to control people? They try to control them by controlling their reality. And how do you control someone's reality? You control their body. And that's what I feel this movie is really hammering home because people right now in America are having their bodies controlled by the government. And it's unacceptable. We should reject that wholly. We should see that your body is your form of expression. Your body is your domain. It is your freedom. It is your realm. It is your reality. If someone says you cannot do with your body as you please, they are trying to control you. I don't care what you say don't care i really don't at this point i'm tired of it people sitting there saying snowflake and whatever and you just go hey someone's taking away actual human rights there's no snowflaking here any type of outrage is necessary and appropriate for that kind of that kind of uh that kind of thing you know what i'm saying Just, I was just musing about just now. Um, the action's high again. It's so humid that the action. This this guitar's seeing a lot of action. Hey, I see we got some more viewers. Did you guys see Crimes of the Future? What do you think of David Cronenberg as a, as a movie director? Are you a fan? Are you? Do you not get it? Or you know, do you like say, hey, gross? He's he's eating, like people are just eating each other's jellies. In his movies. People are just licking each other's wounds in his movies. Why is this? It's like, well, how does it make you feel? (laughs) That's really the question. He's going to make you feel. It's not gratuitous. It actually means something. He's actually doing it to to mean something. To have an impact. And uh, a lot of times movies, horror movies in general, are just like, oh, that's horrific. You know, but there's no, like, actual meaning behind that specific wound that someone is receiving. You know what I mean? It's, it's an interesting take on body horror. Uh, they call it body horror only because, you know, it's gross. Uh, but also, he's he's kind of more deep than just horror, a horror film director. He's known for it. He's known for being able to make you feel those things. But there's never any... It's never gratuitous, which is kind of strange to say. It's actually integral to the characters in the part, at the story, what you're seeing. That's why I think it's way more impactful. Because, like, the wounds that the people receive, the stuff that, it's not just out of nowhere. It's, like, literally the theme of the movie itself. Um, 
I find that interesting. Kelton Lean says, it's almost methodical. Yes, it is very methodical. It's very, it's thematic. It's thematic and methodical. It's like here we are going to systematically do a thing. For instance, in The Fly, there's a metamorphosis that happens throughout the movie. And every time we revisit The Fly, every time we revisit Jeff Goldblum, he has deteriorated or at least metamorphosed. We don't know if he's deteriorating or becoming something more, but... Generally, a theme in David Cronenberg's movies is like, what is the next level? Where is the next step in human evolution? When do we become technology? When does technology become us? Where and when, you know, again, like, did they build that or is that grown? <laughs> like, where? how are we going to start manipulating our own morphology? How are we going to manipulate our own bodies? in our in our uh, perceptions of the world and and uh this is a very very important unknown so you can kind of make up anything you want which is what david kronberg does and it's great because in this movie particularly uh there's a kind of a thing there's this running line culturally and i don't want to spoil anything but there's a the idea that i gleaned from watching this movie is that being an influencer myself i'm like this movie is about influencers. They call them performance artists in this movie. And the, what I gleaned is we all go to the movies. We watch art. We go watch the internet. We absorb memes to, to have a full experience but not actually live that experience. So we're vicariously we are having experiences Full experiences. Going to the movies, we laugh, we cry, we kiss our 27 bucks goodbye. And then we say, how about that experience that we just had that we left at the door at the movie theater? But in David Cronenberg's world in Crimes of the Future, he's like, having an experience is the experience now. That is to say, uh, you know, putting yourself through things physically, emotionally, and mentally is the new currency of the future. Like, you know, memes are currency now. In the future, they're like, here's an experience. Here's a horrible thing that can happen to you. And uh, because you're able to experience that, that's the experience. It's a firsthand experiencing of all of these things, which is, and also people are trying to get secondhand experiences of other people's firsthand horrific experiences. It's, it's really, it's really a cool movie. It's it's a cool, cool concept um, I could see people not wanting to stick with it, but if you do, you you just like Viggo Mortensen and um, what is the, the actress's name? She's incredible. She's very very captivating, very powerful actor, and she's she's like she's kind of the, one of the artists in the movie, and you're just like wow, she's it's just crazy. And a lot of and the it's the cool thing about the movie is a lot of what you think is happening in the first half of the movie, you start to unravel. For the second half of the movie, and you're like, oh, they're like, oh, they, they're feeling this way. Oh, they're feeling that way because they want to feel this way. And so they're having, they're experiencing emotions as part of life, probably because at some point in the future, life is just so safe <laughs> that it's boring and vapid and empty. So what they do is they have to create horrific, terrible experiences for themselves to experience experiences, which is 
It's hard to say. You got to watch the movie. It's it's interesting. I do love David Cronenberg. Kelton Lean says, "Yes, yeah, so many people I know can handle certain kinds of comedy because of secondhand embarrassment. Can't handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondhand embarrassment." Yeah, I, I know about the secondhand experience, uh, embarrassment thing, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's just insecurity. It's like, if you don't care, you don't care. You know, I don't care. I love that. That's just one of my favorite. Saving a haircut. think of a song i'm trying to play the country version Uh, let me waste your time on that hold on i like that version Thank you. That was, I pulled the notes out of my ears. Uh, th- <laughs> um, that reminds me of old, of, uh, Oh Brother, Where, Al- Where Art Thou? I, if I could speak, I could speak. I actually just did an audition for another thing. I got another, another one would be the sound effect I play right there. Um, but I don't have my soundboard, and maybe I should get my soundboard. Let me see. get that down like i got this one i feel like i'm gonna uh, i feel like i'm on the front porch of a appalachian <laughs> cabin <laughs> i lost all my viewers on that one thank you for stopping by though uh, thanks hi um you can see my faces while i try to play guitar uh, my mom always sang that song to me as a kid. Same thing. Folsom Prison. I've been to Folsom Prison. I've been to Folsom Prison. No, I haven't. I've actually been... Maybe I have. I've seen Alcatraz out the window, though, when I was driving past San Francisco's. It's going to sound folksy in a minute. 
It's like the scene in the movie where they're trying to find the notes and then like three, they cut to a montage of a full band playing it. Just cut to that part in your head. Um, <clears throat> what else is going on? You saw a fisherman's, you saw it from a fisherman's wharf. Did this fisherman get that removed? It sounds terrible. I've said, one time I had a wharf on my thumb and cause I touched a frog. Uh, you ever see, uh, the movie with Naked Lunch with Robocop? Robocop is in the, it's a movie called Naked Lunch. It has Robocop in it. And, uh, it's about William S. Burrow. And what happens is, uh, his typewriter turns into a beetle, but then he says, I can't use this beetle typewriter anymore. It's got a giant orifice on its back. I need to get a, um, a bug guy. I need to type with a bug guy's head on his teeth. That would make perfect sense if you saw the movie. And he gets it forged so he could put his hands in the bug guy's head and type his book. Also, William S. Burrow was using lots of opium when he wrote that. Give me a mandolin. Watch out. Look out. But I bring to you this guitar. I, I lay this offering before you. Children of the world. Uh, I don't know. I think that one day we're all going to be organic robots. And uh, David Cronenberg would be like, I was right. He'll also be dead. But then we can reanimate his body and, and then say, hey, David Cronenberg, you are our new uh, head typewriter machine he's got an interesting way of uh oh you want to play me and julio that one's easy that one go like this uh I'll sing it. Well, I'm on my way. Don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. You go. Goodbye, Rosie. So you're being Julio down by the schoolyard. for the kids that's for the kids of the 80s who were like who the hell is julio and why is john madden in this video this is weird this is this is paul simon what does this have to do with football that's what all the kids said my neighbor approves and is humming along well well how well hello neighbor (laughs) um thank you for your approval it's what i'm constantly seeking if you guys want to subscribe and uh, share these videos with your friends and your neighbors. Please do that. I would appreciate that. Yeah, I saw Crimes of the Future, and I said, that's the crimes of the present right now. Actually, Crimes of the Future was a more liberated world because people had bodily autonomy. They were allowed to do with their body what they chose. They were allowed to use their body as art. You know, you could sew a bunch of ears on your body and say, yeah, yeah. 
their design was flawed. People will judge you on your your work, your the organs that you can grow. It's weird. It's weird. I love it. It's so weird. I love it. Um, what else are you doing today? What are you? What? what, what where'd you go? Where are you going? Nice hat. Oh, my phone's buzzing. Let's see what's going on. Let's let's take a look at our messages here. Maybe maybe Hollywood is calling. Hey, this is Hollywood. Uh, oh, I got a message from someone I haven't heard from in years. Hey, dude, it's French. Hope you're doing well. What's your address? Want to send you my band's album. Whoa! Whoa! Exclamation point. Chris French! Exclamation point. My favorite French Chris! Exclamation point. You could send it to my address, which is... I'm not going to tell you guys. Um, 700. 100. Okay. Let's see if it auto-completes. Uh, what is my address again? Penny Lane. Okay, cool. He's going to send me his new album, everybody. We'll listen to it on the air. We'll judge him. He's a good dude. He's an excellent guitar player. He loves Japan and me. He loves to play Japanese guitar. He actually wanted me to play bass. Uh, check, check this out. So there's a lot of really complicated uh, Japanese anime uh, theme songs that are very difficult to play and he can play them all on guitar and he said uh, I want you to play bass on those songs because they're very difficult and uh, we could go tour Comic Con <laughs> and I considered it this was about 10 years ago I said that's a good that's a good business model however I'd have to learn a bunch of anime songs and you already know them uh, let's see. Can't wait to hear it, man. I can't wait to hear his new album. You guys, he was in a band called The Art of Self-Defense. Uh, they were a really interesting band back in the day. The Art of Self-Defense. And we used to play shows with them in Seattle. Seattle, Washington. <sighs> Seattle, Washington State. You know, um... I'm glad that your numbers, your number is habering along. I mean, your neighbor's humming along. You ever play lawn darts? Sometimes you just want a groove. Um, well, you know, so I feel like today I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the beach a little bit, but I just want to give you a review of. Crimes of the Future. I would say it was a good, solid David Cronenberg movie. If you're a fan of his work from Naked Lunch to Dead Ringers to The Fly to Dead Zone to Videodrome to Scanners. If you're a fan of the, the actor David Cronenberg himself, he was in, uh, I believe he's in the Nightbreed movie and he plays the main character. Because the fan, the guy who made Nightbreed is like a horror fan and he's like, David Cronenberg, I just want you to be the guy in my movie because I like you. And that's cool, because that's like when Werner Herzog, Werner Herzog gets to play in uh, that uh, 
Mandalorian movie. Okay, Garden State, who do I look like? Uh, Dax Braff? Zach Shepard? What are you saying? Who am I, Natalie Portman? Garden State wasn't a bad movie. I like Scrubs, but in movie form. All lawn darts. This is jazz. Go like this. And that's jazz, and you're done. And that's all you got to do. And you put it down, and you walk away, and then you you wear suspenders, maybe. And then you, like, have a hat on, and you smoke a cigarette, and you say, let's go do that again. And then you get back. Hey, Ange. Hey, Ange. Jazz. Merry Jazzmas. It's almost July, and you know what that means. I gotta pay rent. So if you guys want to subscribe, we'll play, you want to send me some of your money, that would be nice. I'll continue to play guitar and make you laugh. How about that? It's like a trade-off. It's like a transactional deal. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, is that my jazzy music intro? Yeah, Ange. Every day you're going to get a unique 12-tone jazz intro. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's twelve tone jazz because it's counting twelve, but also in twelve tone jazz. Did you guys realize that? Did you guys realize that when you were watching Sesame Street or The Electric Company or whatever that was from? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They're doing twelve tone jazz while counting to twelve because they were being meta about it. Because twelve tone jazz, by the way, first of all. Why? Second of all, huh? Third of all, the most important is they got to play all the 12 notes without repeating a note in just every time. That's how 12-tone jazz works. It's stupid. Yes, it's a callback. They got to go like this. And then they got to go like this. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? That's jazz. gotta get these strings lo lowered I gotta get my my eyes lowered um, ah! I gotta get my ears lowered 
Here, let me tell you. Let me just leave you with a bunch of these. Uh, when you get a haircut, you say to someone. When someone gets a haircut, you tell them this. You say, hey, did you get your ears lowered? Also, when you see a tall person, say to them, how's the weather up there? Also, uh, these are just pro tips. Um, when, when also you can add to follow up the haircut comment, you can say, what did someone put a bowl on your head and cut around the sides? And then also these are just insults for you to take with you in your pocket. If you would like to go to the bus stop and be eight years old yelling at someone to get off your back. Uh, no one said that. No one saw that. Alien said there was an abundance of jazz music this morning in the French quarter. Well, Chris French called me. There was French Quarter jazz. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good guitaring going on apparently around here, by French Chris's. You know how many French Chris's I know. I know several Chris's who all have French last names. There's Chris French. I'm going to say their names. Shout out to Chris French, Chris Lagand, Chris Genou, <laughs> Chris Montreal. Um, these are all Chris's I know that are also have French names, but they don't get any more French than Chris French. Because he's just he, they just skipped over the the like Frenchness and they just looked it's just gonna be a French Chris, um, Jesus Christ. You know, Chris is the name you name someone after Jesus instead of Jesus. And so you name your kid Jesus, but you also name them Christ. No one goes with that nickname. They go with Topher or Chris. No one says Chris Christ unless you're Chris Novoselic from Nirvana. Because he would put the keep keep the T, see, like if my name was Arist, Aris. My last name is French, says Anolita. Yeah, it's French, like the word French, or, uh, French, France, Francais, and Francais. Le fleur, le fleur. That's a cool name. That means the flower, right? Angela Flower. She can destroy everybody, but she can, but she will, but she won't, but she can. There's a beach around here. I'm going to go to it. I was in an uh, audition just now where I was trying to win a car. You ever try to win a car? I almost, listen, guys, I actually was going to be, I got courted by the Jay Leno show to be on the Jay Leno show. The Jay, this Jay Leno's coming out with a talk show, and I said No. <laughs> Not a talk show, a, uh, sorry, a game show. You know why? I said no, because I don't like Jay Leno. Don't tell me what Jay Leno is, but I don't like him. I don't like Jay Leno. That's why I didn't want to do it. I said, you can keep your 50 bucks. I ain't doing it. Or whatever. Um, it was a game show. I could have won a lot of money, I guess. I could have won like $1,200. Uh, why? Why do I don't like Jay Leno? I just don't like him. And I don't ever want to see his face again. <laughs> I've seen his face one time in real life. Uh, yeah. I just, if Dave Letterman, if it was a Dave Letterman thing, I would have done it. Dave Letterman's my hero. Because we both have gap teeth. <laughs> Are you like me? Do you like cheese? Dave Letterman is the greatest of all time. Well, it's getting hot down here, so I should probably go outside. Um, but listen, go see Crimes of the Future. It's very relevant to today's political climate in the sense that what is it that who says what you can do with your own body? That's what it's about. It's really about that. One of the few decent 
Hoosier exports. You're talking about Indiana? Oh, yeah, Indiana got Dave, Dave Letterman's. He's from, uh, is he from Gary? You know, I did visit the house, the Michael Jackson house, in Gary. And uh, looked like a house, looked like a small house. But Michael Jackson and Jackson 50 grew up in that house. Have fun at the beach. You'll be jealous over here. Well, don't be jelly. Just uh, go to your beach. You got lots. You got the Delta down by the bayou over in over in the Mississippi, right? I don't know how much. I don't know how Indianapolis. That means Indiana City. He was a weatherman here for a while. Yeah, that's what you're gonna say about me. They're gonna be like he did a talk show from his parents' basement for a while, and then. He did a talk show from from the street. He was on the street after that because nobody subscribed. <laughs> and then he died in a gutter. Oh, that's the way to go out on the show. Um, it's storming. I can hear it in my head, but my fingers don't want to cooperate. Let's see if we can remember this. That's it. That's perfect. Just forget about all the wrong notes. There it is. Sort of. Kids. Kids clapping all over. Little kids going, ah, my mom sings that to me, and I'm, yeah, go for it. Yeah, sure. I like that little half step part when that's the cool part for me. A little twist on your ear. Twist your ear like your second grade teacher when you were bad uh, in the 80s. Hey! I think I had a teacher who twisted kids' ears. That's abuse. Um, don't go abusing children. Don't go changing. But, you know, the government is trying to tell half of the population and, you know, by extension, the entire population uh, that the government has control over your body. So that's not how freedom works. <laughs> in, case, uh, in case anybody out there wants to fight me on it, it's not how freedom works. You are allowed to control what goes on inside here. That's what's allowed. You're allowed to do it. You should be, anyway. 
you should be. Doesn't make any sense. There's no other argument. There's no other argument. You want to live in a free society? Bodily autonomy is literally the only way that happens. Take it from Cronenberg. Cronenberg says, we talk about Cronenberg today at Crimes of the Future. He says, body is reality. How do governments try to control people? They try to control their reality. And how do you control someone's reality? You control their body. That's how you do it. And it's being done. America, look at me. I like, again, I feel like Christmas Slater and pump up the volume in the basement. America is trying to take off your body. It's not allowed. It's not how freedom works. People be like, they're taking our guns away. It's, okay. Is that your body though? They're taking your body away? Because that's what now they're doing that now. And they're not taking the guns away actually. So go F yourself. You have the right to breathe clean air. That is actually true. Clean air, clean water, and bodily autonomy all should be provided if you want to live in a, quote, society. I don't know if you like civilization, but those are parts of the agreement, right? That we all live together and help each other out. That's the whole point. Otherwise, go live in a freaking forest somewhere in a, in like a bear's den. Go poop in the woods, all right? Don't come at me with your nonsense about, uh, well, actually, no. You want to live in society with other people. That's the whole deal, right? We're making a deal. This is a transaction. We say, okay, let's all live together on these conditions. We're allowed to be free. We share water. We share the air. Well, I'm not too worried about the earth itself. I think the earth will be fine. Uh, and I don't really care if humans die out because we're just ruining uh, the environment for ourselves and other creatures. So the earth will just go, all right, we're done with these people. <laughs> the earth will swallow us up and get rid of us and re-regulate in a million years. Because one billion years from now will happen. And none of this will make any sense. Unless someone has YouTube still. Hey, future people. Uh... Nice third eye on your forehead. I like it. Okay, very cool. Uh, just let me tell you, us mega humans with the two eyes, we we really screwed things up. We really screwed the pooch on this one, uh, you know. And that's how you guys came along. We ended up screwing pooches. Hey, uh, more facts. He wrote it in an opinion. Who did? Thomas is claiming COVID vaccines use cells from aborted babies. Who? Clarence Thomas. Are we talking about Clarence Thomas, the uh, idiot, same idiot, the guy who wants to repeal, look at repealing uh, same-sex marriage protection, and after all the hateful ones, except for except for mysteriously, except for miscegenation, which by the way means interracial marriage, which by the way he is in one, <laughs> so he does, he's mysteriously not concerned about that old hateful law mysteriously says no we should not touch that one just the ones that hate other people besides myself Clarence Thomas should go jump in a lake and when I say that I mean like he should physically do a cannonball into a very very deep lake you know in his robes Political, Politico broke the news about an hour ago 
Wait, hold on a second, Killeen. Is this breaking news? Is this breaking news that Clarence Thomas is an idiot? Because he's always seemed pretty dumb to me. <laughs> so look at Politico. Hot take. Clarence Thomas is a dope. Uh, he's a harassing, gross dude. And he should go take a walk on the wild side with Marky March, March and the Funky Bunch. And the Funky Bunk. Marky March and the Funky Bunk. That's what I call them now. Well, you know, kids today, you know what I'm saying? Politicians today. And I'm talking to you people in the future. Y'all in the future. Well, if I guess if I stay on here for 19 more minutes, it's an hour. And <laughs> so why not? You want Jordan Peele to make the Clarence Thomas biopic? Biopic? Is it biopic or biopic? Is it tomato or is it tomato? Annalena says, I have other choice words, but I'll keep them to myself. Are those choice words uh, dopey, moronic, juvenile, stupid, adolescent? Adolescent. Adolescent is like not that bad. That's like... I don't know. Pee Wee Herman. He's juvenile. Go enjoy your beach for us. All right. Well, we're going to go. I'm going to go. We're going to head out. We're going to go. I'm going to go lay on the beach. I'm going to enjoy the sunshine. My only sunshine. It makes me happy when skies are gray. And if it only knew how much I loved it, it would take. Don't take my sunshine away. Okay. That's the little John version. Okay. My sunshine. All right. On both cats. Nah, you go for... Okay. Sayonara. Uh, Alfita Zane. Until next time. Hasta luego. I might have my friend Peter Tran on tomorrow. Tentatively. He is scheduled for a... He's Peter Tran Spaceman. He's Pit5000 on Twitter. He takes pictures. He wears a spacesuit. Pretty much all you need to know about Peter Tran. And uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye, guys.